Welcome to this podcast of South Point Church. You have found your way to us in this little corner of the online universe, and this summer our theme is Refresh. Children are so embodied, they're so naturally drawn to what is refreshing. What if refreshment is a gift that our bodies will recognize if we let them? In adult culture, refreshment often is connected to something we pay for, a fancy trip or drinks out. What if refreshment isn't something we purchase or find on vacation or in a care package as much as something we receive? What if the refreshment we long for is here all along, in the sun, the rain, the trees, the air, in the smiles, the laughter, the rest, the breath, and also in the tears and the self-expression of emotions? in the speaking and the sharing and the feeling and being seen and heard. These things to me seem very accessible, gifts of being human, gifts of being creatures, gifted to us by God. This summer, we're remembering this gift of refreshment and we hope that by listening, you are encouraged to give this gift to yourself. So glad you came. Thanks so much, Teresa, for that lovely intro. It is wonderful to be with you all. I've been holding your community, your story, your core values for quite a while now. I'm real, really honored for, with this art commission. It's been a real privilege. So, but it's nice to actually be here with you in person uh, to share this time this Sunday morning. So the theme today is joy. And I have to tell you, I worked many years as a pastor before this, and there's one theme that I usually avoid when I was preaching, and it was joy, because it's kind of awkward, right? It's a, it's a wonderful theme, but I always, you know, felt awkward talking about it. And, but then here, this has been assigned today is our theme, joy. My name is Joy, and then I understand today is also our last Sunday with Joy. Kirkwood. So you're going to have an opportunity to bless her in her going today. You know, in scripture, if, if something, a word appears more than once like this, it's usually a sign that you should pay attention. I guess we're supposed to pay attention to joy today, which it's not a bad thing to have to pay attention to, right? As I was thinking of this theme that um, Anne invited us into today, I was thinking that I happen to know that there are some joy experts in your congregation. I don't know if you knew this. You want to look around and see who might be the joy experts? I think that kids are joy experts. Kids, did you know this? Did you know that you're a joy expert? No, you didn't. You, you are. I've noticed that children are often guided by and say yes over and over and over to joy. Kids, you guys are kind of like joy hounds. Once you catch the scent of joy, it's like everything else falls out from your attention. You become oblivious to time, sometimes to oncoming traffic. And even the inevitable cleanup that's going to come after that exuberant exploration of toilet paper or lipstick or chocolate cake. And kids, there's often something that you say to adults when they're playing with you and you start experiencing joy. I don't know if you knew you did this, but so many of us have experienced this. When you experience something that's delightful, that gives you joy, it often will come with a command. Again, 
You're twirled in the air again. A silly game that makes you laugh again. A favorite story again. Have you said that before to your parent? Yeah, I see some smiles. Yeah. Unfortunately, along the way, as we grow older, we often stop following that scent of joy. Rather than responding to the again and again of joy, we start responding to the again and again of some of those other things that Teresa mentioned in the liturgy earlier. Often, rather than being pulled by a scent, we start getting driven by responsibility or a need to avoid fear that we're running from or the deafening demands of anxiety, the strong pull of power or the desire to succeed or the heavy weight of duty. And somehow before we know it, we kind of forget the scent of joy altogether, unfortunately. Not everyone. You know, when you meet those others, the adults that have that spark of joy, it really is um, its something that draws us, isn't it? it? But it's not often as adults something that we affirm in our lives, unfortunately. Maybe we buy into the myth along the way um, that says that following joy is irresponsible or dangerous or frivolous. I don't know the re all of the reasons, but somehow along the way, I think we often lose the scent of joy and give and the freedom to pursue that scent as kids do so naturally. This is why I really appreciated Anne's wisdom in suggesting that joy is one of the paths or one of the practices that can lead us to refreshment. Refreshment is your theme for this summer. Maybe we as a society are in so much need of refreshment because we too easily forget to follow the scent of joy. We don't often think of kids, you need refreshment, right? Kids find it often naturally in this pursuit of joy. Today, um, this is actually not going to be me preaching to you the whole time on this theme. We actually want to have a discussion, and you've already shared a few things that gave you joy this week, and in just a minute, um, we're going to get to hear from Elen, a story of something, an activity that brings him joy, and then we're going to give you an opportunity to share with each other what is something that you love to do that brings you joy. So you can go ahead and start thinking about that in a minute. I just want to share one little passage with you that came to my mind as I was holding this theme um, for you all this week. And it's this one little phrase that comes in the book of Hebrews that connects Jesus and joy. It's from the first, very first part of Hebrews chapter 12. And the author is writing to the, the, the community he's writing to. He's encouraging them to run with perseverance the race of life. You may be familiar with that passage. Run with perseverance, the race of life. And as you do that, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. And then uh, the writer says, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus for the joy set before him. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus for the joy set before him endured the cross and the shame of the cross. Isn't that an intriguing way to say that? I, I, the author could have said something else for the sense of calling or for the desire of liberation. I don't know. It could be so many different things, sense of duty. But instead, it was 
somehow what kept Jesus moving and even enduring difficult things such as cross and the shame, joy was there ahead of him. He was moving towards joy. Jesus seemed to have the scent of joy. It's kind of up ends this uh, myth that following joy is frivolous or irresponsible. Maybe it's actually the very thing that leads us on the path of life and maybe also connected to not only to our own refreshment, but the gift that we have to offer the world. So let's explore that today through our own stories. One of the things I love about this is probably we will find that what brings us each joy is gonna be different. It's gonna be connected to how we are made how we are made to be a gift in the world, and probably also connected to some of our own values underneath that bring this delight and joy. So I'm gonna invite Alain to come and share a story of something he loves that brings him joy and maybe explore a little bit underneath that, what might this be connecting to in him that brings him joy. Hello everyone. As many of you know, I really enjoy birds. I like their calls. I like to identify them. And, but I also like to participate in scientific adventure that allows us to know them better and maybe help protect them. So I do bird banding. One thing that doesn't give me joy is getting up before sunrise. So you wonder why is somebody that likes to sleep so much in the morning would choose that? I don't really know. But I think, although when I get up, I'm very rarely joyful, especially that early. Once I get to the site and we open the nets just before sunrise, usually there's a sense of awe, awe-inspiring awe to be in the set of just nature, generally speaking. The immensely big, being on top of a mountain, seeing a vista gives me an incredible sense of awe. And then the... I imagine because I'm curious and I like the details, the small details also give me quite a sense of joy. And that's probably why I do bird banding, because you have to look at all the details of the bird with the chance and the miracle of having a bit of a living creature in your hand. So there'll be a few photos here of the station where I help. Uh, this is in Port Coquitlam. As you can see, it can be pretty busy. There's a lot of birds that we capture. What I really enjoy, I don't have a photo of the net lanes, but one of the incredible joy of bird banding is you never know what you're gonna get. It's a bit like a box of chocolate, as Forrest Gump would say. So every time there's about 30 nets uh, spread out over uh, three or four acres and we walk them every 20 to 30 minutes. And every time we turn a corner, is there something there? What is it? What color does it have? What size? What? <laughs> So it's always nice to be able to extract uh, birds. And there you can see the hummingbird. I'm also part of a small research on uh, pesticide using hummingbirds. There's flowers, bee, and I'm kind of one of 15 kind of banders that is involved in the hummingbirds part of that, all about pesticide. And although I can't do a lot of scientific research, I love science, but I don't have the perseverance of doing the long, long work and putting everything together. I like to be part of it in some small ways. Uh, and as you can see, hummingbirds are pretty small, so it fits me pretty well. So that's at Arasha. I do that once a week for about eight weeks in the spring. And I can tell about that a, a little more another time. I don't know if you saw, I don't know if we pass 
uh, the hummingbirds with the little band, but the size, the minutiae of putting the bands, hummingbird required their own special permit. All the passerines are lumped together, all the songbirds, and then there's the hummingbirds. Two species here on the coast, five, I think, in BC, and that has its own permit just because it requires just a little more attention to detail. I enjoy that very much. And obviously, nature's always been something that brings joy and pick up my curiosity. As you keep going there, you will see some of the birds that we capture. We hear a lot of them. We don't recognize them. It's like seeing a forest, but we can't see the trees in it. Oh, yeah, come back one there. Little details. Uh, do you see the black streak on the tail there? I don't know if you can see just a little at the lower, lower end here. There's a darker streak, and it's all even out. So a clue at that, it means that the bird has grown all its feather at the same time, so probably a young bird. As adult, will replace their feathers one at a time, or two or three at a time, but not all in one go. So things like that that we look for. Um, little clues. You can keep going now. And now just, um, I think, enjoy the beauty. There's a lot of details when you have a bird in hand that you can see that you cannot when you're just walking around. Yeah, sometimes you stay up late for the birds too. And this is uh, the last slide. This is a yellow warbler. It's all around us uh, these days in the summer. Very hard to notice, they're so bright. And you say, well, I should see that all the time, but they're pretty high in the trees and green and yellow is hard to distinguish sometimes. So I'll give you the song and then try to listen to those. One more, I think. There you, go. there you go. And your walk now, you can try to listen and maybe you'll have a chance to see a beautiful yellow warbler. And this is a male with all this orange streaking on the belly. If the song helps you, although they don't always sing like that here, it's sweet, 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 I'm so sweet. <laughs> well, thanks, Alain. I guess for you, it would be for the joy set before you, you and your early morning rises. Huh? But I, I love that picture. Thanks also for just sharing a little bit of what delights you in that. The attention to detail, the vista, the miracle of holding something alive like that amazing creature in your hand. Uh, I think what your story sheds light on as well is that joy is not always the same as leisure. Right? Often we think to have refreshment, we need maybe leisure or just rest. And those are good things, and we can find joy in those. But what I love about this story uh, is that at joy is so much more, is so much larger and so much more encompassing, and it can intersect in so many different places, even when it involves things like having to get up early or things that are less pleasurable, we can still find joy in that. And that in turn can also refresh us and also give refreshment to those around us. So we wanna invite you now to share some of your stories. So kids, this is you too. Here's the question. What is something that you love to do that brings you joy? Something that you love to do and it brings you joy. 
Usually if you love to do it, it will bring you joy. So if the joy part is a little bit confusing, just think of something you love to do. Uh, and then I have one more question. If you are up to it to answer, what might be some of the reasons? What is it about this? What does it say about who you are or your values that connects into why this may bring you joy? Is it the miracle of holding uh, this, this like a bird in your hand, like Alain spoke about, or his love of connecting to nature or, or details? will probably be something different for you and what you love and what brings you joy. So my suggestion is first you go in your group and you just share what's something you love to do that brings you joy. So everybody gets a chance to share. And then if there's time, um, go around and answer the question of a little bit of why. What is it about that that brings you joy? What does it say about maybe who you are or what you value? Okay. Okay, wonderful, yes. Oh yeah, yeah, same here. Just speak out a few things that you love to do. Brings you joy. Me too. Was it? Breathing, yeah, that's a good one. Sports, yes. Well, isn't it wonderful? All of the things that we delight in and even when they're different. It's the beauty of this world that we get to inhabit, the beauty of the individuality of each of us and what then we bring to the world. I was thinking, um, Brian just mentioned how um, when we delight in what God has created, the sense that this must delight God's heart. And I thought, wow, that's how our, our joy is intertwined with the joy of God. It made me think of the, remember the Chariots of Fire movie years ago? And the runner said something like, when I run, I feel the delight of God or something. That's this joy intertwined, his joy intertwined with God's joy. The scent of joy is something worthy of us pursuing. It delights God's heart. It brings us refreshment. And I think as we've um, noticed a little bit today in our stories, it is also the gift that we bring in the world. So this is my prayer for us for this week ahead, myself included, because I too quickly lose this scent. So I hope we've, we were able to remember the scent of joy. Did you remember that a little bit in sharing that, in remembering that? In the week ahead, may we intentionally pursue that scent. May we try to catch the scent and move toward it this week in small ways or even in big spacious ways. So let's hold that as we now prepare to come to receive these gifts at the table of God. Mm -hmm.